does say Bran. Just checking. No, it for says some fucking reason, raisins. Well, for some reason, I thought it might say Brandon. Like, I'm not crazy. That's his fucking name, after all. So, how about you hop off my back? Everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. Currently reading A Clash of Kings. As always, I'm your host, Zach. Sitting next to me here is this guy who thinks I'm rude, Nate. I think you're very rude. Who also happens to be my elder brother. You fucking old piece of shit. And boomer. wiser, better looking. Yeah, wiser. Better. Mm. I mean, that covers most of it. More intelligent, cleverer. Yeah, more, more clever. intelligent, definitely. Significantly. Yep. That's cleverer. going to show you where he's at. Cleverer. If you joined us last episode, we read Tyrion 1 of Clash of Kings. His arrival and the beginnings of his toying around with shit in King's Landing. Do you have a blanket on your lap? I have a fucking blanket on my lap. I'm chilly. We live in Southern California. I'm wearing shorts and it's colder than normal. Who made that dumb decision? We're from New England. Like, I know what the fuck cold is, and right now I'm cold, so I got a blanket. My hands are chilly. You wearing shorts? No. Shut the hell up. Because I'm not a child. I know it's winter. I'm at home, and winter is coming. No, winter is here, And I'm So I'm cold, and I save on energy. Anyway... Yeah, Tyrion and Cersei had a verbal smackdown that was pretty sweet to and watch. And a literal smackdown when she slapped him True. across the face a bunch. But Tyrion essentially said, yeah, no, if you shut the fuck up and let me do what needs to be done, our family will remain in power, as that is what we all want. But if you continue doing stupid shit, then we're going to be fucked. So let me do what I do, recognize real, and I'll check you on the flip side. And then he peaced. And then he went to Shay, who was found by Varys, and Varys left him with a riddle, and Tyrion and Shay pondered that, and then Tyrion was kind of concerned about having Shay in the city, but that's to be determined. But we're full spoiler reread, so we know she's dead. she's a bitch. Yep. But this episode, we are going far north, back to Winterfell for the first time in this book, to Brandon Stark. Who was the very first chapter... Of Game of Thrones. His, his name isn't written as Brandon in the book. Yeah, it's fuck just you, you son of a bitch. It's just you son of a bitch. You know I recorded everything. And so so I have that whole section of us. That yeah. Bran preferred the hard. Hello, cold open. Uh, well, actually, I guess we should, uh, before uh, jumping right into Bran, one of Clash Kings. Yeah, Bran, last... we left uh, Bran. He was staring at the comet. He was one of the first people to spot the comic. Comic. He's just fucking this Superman comic just came and floop. Hey man, he's the uh, he was three-eyed the Raven. first kid to uh, first person to spot the comet in a Game of Thrones, and him and Lewin kind of discussed what it meant. And then, what the fuck did he do in his last chapter? Um, I don't know, not much. He got was the it, was it the letter for yeah? That, he from got King's the knowledge. Jeez, sorry, Bran. Yeah, he got the knowledge that his father was dead and found Rickon, who wanted to spend a lot of time down, down in the crypts, in the crypts right. and we thought that that may have pointed at yeah, him which being a true Stark. Then led them up to the, you know, having a sit down with Lewin up, upstairs. And getting the letter that Ned's dead. Yes. And, and so, yeah, Bran had preferred the hard window seat to his soft feather bed because a bed, the walls pressed in on him, 
In a bed, his chamber felt like a cell, yet outside his window, the whole world still called to him. Great. So now that we've got this guy sitting in a window watching, let me bring it back to our prologue episode. Rewind. Thank you. You're welcome. And we opened with Meister Cresson, who we harped on about that whole episode about how similar he was to Bran. Standing among his gargoyles. And here we open with Bran watching. Out a window. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. I mean, granted, what else can he do? Right it's not like he's gonna I mean, be yeah, his bike like around it's, yeah, he's not gonna be fucking on a horse, like charging down a. Well, he could be, but. And that's what he says to himself: is he could not walk, nor climb, nor hunt, nor fight with a wooden sword as he once had, but he could still look, and that's all you're gonna do forever. Correct. Forever. And one of his favorite things to watch was as the fires began to glow behind the window panes around Winterfell. And he also loved to listen to the dire wolves sing to the stars. So, yeah, we're, I mean, we're getting beat over the fucking head with it now. Well, now we have to watch her on the wall. Yeah, we have to remember this is the very first chapter for George in this book. So he's got to reestablish the character a bit and lay some footwork, you know, to, to really lend itself. But, yeah, he starts just bashing us over the face with this mystical madness. Yeah, it's so, I mean, it's fucking zero to 60 with, like, the mystical, or on, I mean, it's all, depending on your interpretation, because it goes on Well, to it say, seems way more mystical after having read it now. The first time you go through it, it could very well just, oh, he's dreaming of wolves, he's doing this, like, is that e- even anything? And here now we're like... Yo, this motherfucker is casting goddamn spells with this his This whole mind. chapter, I kept thinking of Bran's last chapter, which is, there's a, he spends a pretty good, I mean, full spoiler reread, here we fucking go, folks, strap in, but he spends a pretty good portion of time under the tree with the Three-Eyed Raven, and right. there's the passage of the moon cycle, which we've discussed a lot, yeah. that is such a good passage of time, but... I've never really realized until this reread how much the sky gets brought up with in Bran, all, yeah, like, it's crazy. And, and how like the moon cycle is important for him and these wolves, and just I mean it may not be important, but it's symbolic for him and these wolves. Well, it's, now and now that you mention it, really, it was because it was pretty prominent with Daenerys as well, riding with the Kalazar and the all things of importance must happen beneath the stars or the sky, open sky. Well, that that's what I was getting to is with the he loved listening to the direwolves sing to the stars. Like, is that a the uh, to the Dothraki the stars are important? So, like, is yeah. it the wolves singing? Is it them singing to the stars, or are they just howling? That as right. we know, is there the magic nature to these direwolves? Well, we who... kind of find out here at the end anyway what they're howling to currently anyway. Yeah, because we learned that of late he had often dreamt of wolves. And he thinks that they are talking to me when they howl brother to brother. And he told himself, uh, oh, he, that's what he told himself. He could almost understand them. Not quite, not truly, but almost. Which is funny how close he really is to the fact that he understands them perfectly when he's warning. When he's warning, yeah. It was as if they had sung in a language he had once known but somehow forgotten, which I think is exactly what you just said. He warns into summer. He knows what they're saying. Right, he right. comes into Bran. He begins to lose it he because forgets he's what's yeah. exactly. And so he kind of thinks of uh, Old Nan and how she told him that all Starks have wolves' blood, though it is stronger in some than others. Arya, John. Lyanna, John. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, there's there's always tales of uh, even which was it Brandon who had the hot tempered of mm-hmm. the Stark like Lyanna. There's these. 
epitomizers of what it is to be the Stark name, and in so different ways, it's it's interesting that that comes up here as well. The Starks have the wolf blood, but uh, we learn that Sow- Summer's howls were long and sad, full of grief and longing, while Shaggy Dogs were more savage, and together their howls echoed through the castle. And it seemed as if some great pack of dire wolves haunted Winterfell. So, Summer is like lamenting, and Shaggy Dog is more angry, savage, yeah, feral. Yeah. So I'm guessing that they are both in mourning, but Shaggy Dog is just a little more angry about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which re- reflects them and sort of the the children. Rickon doesn't understand what's happening. His father's now dead. His brother's riding to war, declared king, which Bran is now aware of. Uh, right, a little, right. little bit, and I'm sure Rickon is as well. Whereas Summer is more reserved. Where Summer and is upset more, yeah, more and, emotional about it, yeah. and kind of understands the greater implications. Shaggy Dog kind of wants to snarl, which and is bark. a direct reflection of their owners. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, because Rickon is too young to really understand. He's very primal and so. Bran thinks on the wolves, thinking, "Do they miss their brothers and sisters too?" Are they calling to Grey Wind and Ghost, to Nymeria and Lady's Ghost? Or Lady Shade. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, we learned that when Bran had asked Sir Roderick why they howled, he answers, who can know the mind of a wolf? Which is yeah, just, yeah. of course he says that to Bran. Yeah. Which, know? and then he goes around the, the castle, basically, asking everybody's yeah, opinions everyone. on it. And so he asks... Uh, is it Farlin, the kennel master? And he says that they just don't like being kept inside the walls. It's freedom they're calling for, boy. Wild things belong in the wild, not in a castle. Yeah, and then he goes to Gage the cook, who tells them that they just want to hunt. They're that's hungry. What they're, that's yeah. what they're built to do. They got a scent Lewin. of something, and they want at it. <clears throat> and finally, he comes to Lewin. And maybe not finally, there might be a couple more. But Lewin uh, just tells him that they think the comet is the moon. That's why they howl. That is all. See how bright it is? And Osha's like, yeah, he's dumb as shit. <laughs> uh, no, you're wrong. Yeah, I wrote her direct quote. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, no, go for you, it. No, you do, it. you do it. I only did that uh, That she tells Bran the wolves have more sense than Lewin. They know truths the gray man has forgotten. Yeah. And the way she said it made him shudder. Damn it. Like, yeah. I love this woman. She's so badass. Well, I mean, and I think it's true. It's that, yeah, he's learned, he's, but he's book learned, and he hasn't lived in the north in right. the shit of it with the magic of this world yet. And so, yeah, I, I, she, I love that. Yeah, your wolves have more wit than your maester. Like, they know more. They're more tied in to what the fuck is happening yeah, than he yeah. could ever be. And he, when he asked her what the comment meant, she, uh, she said, blood and fire, boy, and nothing sweet. And so Bran then asked Septon Chael about the comment. Um, I just wanted to point out that she said boy to him there. Boy. Boy. Um, just because uh, Bran will mention that again later on. Yeah. Uh, he went to Septon Chael to ask about the comment, who said that it is the sword who slays the season. And soon after, the White Raven had arrived from Old Town with word of Autumn's. Fucking chale, yo. Yeah. Like, the sword that nah, slays the season. Dope. Old Nan did not think so, and she had lived longer than any of them. Dragons, she said, claiming she could smell the comet. It be dragons, boy. Boy. Now, I only mention that because he says that she always calls him boy. She's the only one that does. And he brought attention to that. Osha calls him boy as well. Yeah. 
and it's. I just think it's neat that these. Oh, sure, it's old man. <laughs> oh, it's old man. Oh, it's old man. <laughs> uh, no, that these two that seem to be so tied to the north are the ones who aren't like, oh, little prince. They're like, no, you're Boy, a, you're yeah. a summer child, like. Get ready for fucking life, bitch. Old Ned is an anagram for OSHA. <laughs> it's not. Obviously. Um, and, yeah, uh, Hodor had just said Hodor when Bran asked him Whoa, about it. Oh, yeah. you know, I didn't even think of the that. The best insight. Shit. Yo, he probably answered. He Like, Hodor's probably the one who was He's like, like I no, die the comet the is tree. legit just, like, restoring magic to the world. We're all good, bro, but it just comes out. It's Hodor. And still the wolves howled, driving everyone in the castle absolutely fucking nuts. Except Bran. Except Bran. He didn't mind. So Roderick confined, uh, who was, Roderick was named Castellan in yeah. Lady Catelyn's uh, absence. And he had the wolves confined to the God's Wood after Shaggy Dog had bitten Little Walder. Yeah, now the, Martin, like, leaves it there for a while. Yeah. Before he actually explains how and makes it seem like it's this savage attack. Yeah, and I think, like I, and I, like, I should... Really, at this point, we're a book in a, you know, third down. But um, I don't know if that's a, a style he uses only with Bran, where it's very time. It's kind of whack, like the way you're getting the story. No, know? he's done that with a, a lot of people, even through Game of Thrones. Because it's just, it's that so kinda... fucking. Because he did it with um, John. John a There lot, was a John yeah. chapter. But is it and... only like Starks, I'm wondering, who do well, this I weird mean, technically intro, speaking, like... especially now, it's almost been all Stark point of views. Well, I mean, We've had Tyrion, that's what I meant. Is yeah. like Danny and Tyrion, are they, like Tyrion I think does as well. Catelyn does the thing. Yeah. Or Catelyn. Uh, Danny as well because yeah, she does a lot so of Yeah, so I guess there's nothing there. It's but just it's his just, writing style. It's just so, yeah, it's it's interesting the way he does it and because, yeah, we'll get the yeah. story of Shaggy all he tells fighting he, yeah, in a little while but right now he just mentions that um, that their echo, their voices echoed strangely in Winterfell. He thinks about how he used to know every stone there, mm-hmm. um, and then he fell. Yeah. And then it goes into that part. Re- now comes the book one recap, where he doesn't remember falling, and when he sees the gargoyles at that tower on the spot where he fell from, he gets this weird feeling in his stomach, which I think is that mental block he learned to put himself put up during his... Dreams I just, there. The mention of the gargoyles immediately brought me back to the prologue. That's it. That's and that's where I was going with that mainly was. But once again, we get mention of gargoyles, mm. and it's just him watching constantly. And he, I just thought it was neat all these feelings he's getting while looking at the, the same type of deal that Crescent was getting while he was having this terrible feeling, yeah, contemplating it, the comet. We were talking about how Crescent essentially became gargoyle himself of just standing there and watching so i think that's mirrored here with bran that bran is especially now mentioning it and when bran had mentioned knowing every stone of those buildings and all that he had said that their rooftops had been his secret places and the crows up there had been his special friends and so it's like he is going to be one of those gargoyles in that special yeah. place, just watching, and it's just so fucking interesting. That and the crows, in and the crows, of course, there. yeah. Being um, I also friends. think it's kind of, in in my opinion, uh, the three eyed raven there almost resembles a gargoyle himself when we see him. Yeah. Like, the way he's part of the tree and, like, old and graying and dying and just... So, that's what Bran has to look forward to. Mm. 
Yeah, so Bran mentions that Summer had howled when he fell long, in a long while after when he was broken in bed, and the night that the raven had brought word of his father's death, the wolves had known that as well. He wonders who then they're mourning for now, had, as they howl. Had someone slain the king in the north, his once brother Rob, or his bastard brother Jon Snow on the wall, or mother, or his sisters, or was it just something else like everyone said? And he thinks that if he was a dire wolf, he would understand their song. Duh. They're, like, this one to me feels significant with the, we, in the first book, and we'll get more of it in a while, but the Children of the Forest, it, it was said that their language was like the like song of song. the earth. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just, you know, if I was truly a dire wolf, I would understand the song. Like, if I was a green seer, yeah, yeah, yeah. walk into these, th- like, it's just... And you think it, fuck, because John. A lot of people assume that you know, with his death at the end of Dance, that he wargs into Ghost yeah. for the duration that he's dead, and so that he's going to come back. A missing pieces like Beric Dondarrion does, and Lady Stoneheart eventually, but even more primal because he because of his attachment to Ghost. And how long he'll spend there without mm. a body to return to at all. Like, he's trapped there. But, yeah. anyway. In his wolf <clears> dreams, <throat> he would run around and scale the... What? Oh, scale up the mountains with all the worlds spread out around and below him the way it had used to be. And cupping his hands to his mouth <laughs> sitting at the window now, he raises his head to the comet and... Brand, oh! Yeah. But it sounds, he thinks, to his chagrin, like a little boy's howl, not a wolf's. Yet Summer gave answer, and Shaggy Dog joined, and Bran howled again, and they howled together for a while, <laughs> the last of their pack. Yeah. That la- that line there, man, is like the fucking... It's brutal. Because that's it. As at this point, the, the wolves are the direct mirror of... Yeah. The, they lost all their pack, and... Oh, it's so good. But the noise brings in Hayhead... <laughs> And he comes in asking, what is this, my prince? And Bran thinks that it is still weird to be called prince, but... He turns to him and howls. Yeah, he just howls at him. Fuck you, Hayhead. So Hayhead screws up his face and says, now you stop that, buddy. And Hayhead just leaves. Like, (laughs) fuck this. And he returns with Lewin. You son of a bitch. (laughs) He went and told on Bran. Went and got the mace. And Lewin comes in saying that Bran should be asleep and... We also learn here that Micken had hammered iron bars in around the room so Bran could fucking maneuver himself about. Yeah. And so he says that he's a prince. He doesn't need to sleep if he doesn't want to. And uh, then he tells him that when I sleep, I turn into a wolf. Because they, they begin talking, you know, even prince princes need to sleep. Lewin says, you know, you need to rest. It's not just about what you want. And then he says, when I sleep, I turn into a wolf. Do wolves dream? And Lewin gives him the, you know, so we're, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure anything that sleeps dreams, for the most part, probs, like, you know. Do dead men dream, he asks, thinking of his father. And we learn that there's a stonemason currently in the crypts carving the likeness of Ned's face. Yeah. Right now. And Lewin answers, some say yes, some say no, the dead say nothing. And Bran asks, do trees dream? I love, because... Lewin says no, they're just trees. But all of a sudden, Bran decides, they "Fuck do. you, you're wrong. No, they do dream." And I just, what is? Why did he just 
over because he knows. Well, like, like the next line is why he says they dream tree dreams. And sometimes I dream of a werewood, like the one in the God's Wood. Yeah. Like the one in the God's Wood. Like not the one, the one not, in the yeah. God's Wood. The it one calls... he dreams of calls to him, but he likes the wolf dreams a little better. Yeah. So he's dreaming of the tree already. Raven, yeah. He's already dreaming of that tree. And so, yeah, I, I think he has maybe been a little more in tune with the werewoods than he knows, and that's why it suddenly comes to him. Because he's like, yeah, of course these things dream. They keep the, the memories. Like, I've looked through a couple werewoods myself at this point, but I think it's so Yeah, vague. New he doesn't and, understand yeah, it. It's Nobody's made it clear as to what's happening. Him. Yeah, he doesn't have the little grandfather yet. And Lewin tells him that he shouldn't be up here doing this by himself. He should be out playing with the other children. Bran hates the other children, <laughs> meaning the Walders, and he had commanded Lewin to send them away. It's it's their fault Summer is locked up. But Lewin grows stern here and says that the Walders are his lady mother's guests, and it is not for Bran to expel them, nor is it kind. And he says that the Frey boy did not ask to be attacked by Shaggy Dog no more than I. Or no, be, asked to be attacked no more than I, and Bran says that was Shaggy Dog. Summer never bit anyone. And Lewin says, Summer ripped out a man's fucking throat in this very room, bro. In like, defense. Yeah, no, like, yeah, that's fuck. it. Yeah, but yeah, he tells them, no, they're they're savage, wild animals. They are not supposed to be in the walls. Those sweet up. pups you and your brothers found have grown into dangerous beasts now. And so Bran suggests just putting the Walders in the God's Wood. <laughs> but, uh... Bran isn't even allowed to ride Dancer now, we, we learn. He's starting to feel like a prisoner because Lewin keeps reminding him of the wildling attacks. Things are getting too dangerous. So Bran is just cooped up. Like, yeah, which he, he doesn't want to go yeah. out and play with the kids, and we'll learn why here in a bit. Yeah. He can't go out and ride his horse. All he, he can do is dream the wolf dreams yeah, now. Yeah, and he tells Lewin that you know if he was a wolf, he could run free, run around wherever he wants, you know, and play help his sisters and go and help his brother, and then it leads into him tear out. It's interesting. He gets brutal because yeah. he mentions Arya and Sansa by name. He mentions fighting beside Rob by name, and then he says, "And tear out the Kingslayer's throat with my teeth." The war would end, and everyone would come back to Winterfell. And then he howls at Lewin again. But the Kingslayer, like just not Joffrey, Jamie. not yeah, Joffrey, like, yeah, not Tywin. Fucking Jamie, like uh, just yeah. I'll, I would tear his teeth out because I'm a wolf. I'm not afraid of him then. Right, like, right. I'm not the boy anymore. I'm the wolf. Like fuck you. And yeah, that... and Summer was never told to put that away. You don't need that. Well, and yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like, so... Summer is aware that, especially if it's you know they're dreaming. I would imagine that Brand's dreams and memories are going into Summer as well, and so. So, yeah, Bran turns and howls at Lewin, and Lewin just kind of, as you will, child, and he leaves with a look on his face that is equal parts grief and disgust. He doesn't really know what to do to help this kid at this point. But fuck, man. I, well, like, I mean, Bran is kind of losing it here. Like, woo, he's just fucking howling at anything anyone he's says like, now. He's like this poor little I, I get he's it, but, what, like, like, what can, like, at this point, Dollar Lewin child can't. child in disgust. Well, like, Lewin can't just be like, yes, you are a wolf when you dream. Like, there's just, no one's ever going to fucking do that. So, like, it's just what can he do? And it's an interesting point for Lewin to be in because he's trying to take care of Bran to his best. But he's got Bran and then he's got fucking Rickon 
with little Shaggy Dog, like, ripping apart the wall there. Big He's trying to dog. keep that fucking peace, so. Valid. But anyway, we are going to convene our small council real quick, just do some housekeeping stuff, and uh, we'll let you get right back to the episode. We'll so. be back. What's up, guys? We are here in the small council. So is Lady Stoneheimer. She's not going to talk because it hurts. She's got a sore throat. She's got some lozenges, though, so it's getting better. Well, kind of. They fall out a lot, but whatever. Gross. So thanks for listening to our episode. We're just going to plug out our socials so that way you know how to write into us. Yeah, uh, we don't have any late or catch-up write-ins, but we will be reading the one we got uh, at the end of the episode, as we normally do. But if you wanted to write in some inductees to us for our upcoming Aria 1, Aria 2 chapter, Aria sorry, two chapter, or John 1, which is after Catelyn that, one or, Catelyn whatever. One, uh, uh, or if you just have questions, comments, any kind of... You can you reach me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at carstark 92 I'm on Twitter at Manners Without, which is the same place you can find Zach on Instagram, yep. at Manners Without. We have our Facebook group, facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast. We have our email, withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. That's one of the easiest and best ways to get a hold of us. Yeah, and we have our Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com slash withoutmanners. And that's where we have some bonus episodes. Winds of winter sample chapters. Yeah, those. Sweet stuff. Shit. Sweet shit, Johnny. But anyway, we'll, uh, we just wanted to touch base with you real quick. Yeah, I think that's basically it. Rate us, review us, leave us some subscribes. Uh, I've got that backwards. Subscribe to us, rate us, leave us some reviews. Oh! Brand's calling. Yes, he is. So we'll let you get back to his chapter. Yeah, so Bran is up in his room for quite a while. Yeah, spend some time alone. He realizes, like, he's thinking to himself, he he did try to extend a welcome to the, the phrase. He tried to be nice. He, yeah, he says, because uh, he's singing it resentfully. Like, I was Lord of Winterfell, a true lord. He can't say I wasn't. And then, yeah, we get the flashback in time. Doodle, 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 that when the Wallers first arrived, it was Rickon who wanted them gone. And it was up to Bran to soothe him and welcome the Walders in, sharing meat and mead and a seat by the fire. And even Lewin had said he did well. Now, it's been touched upon briefly. It's been one week since you looked at me. It's been much less than one week. <laughs> However, we've touched upon the sharing meat and mead to when welcome. I think about you, oh. I touch myself. I can't with you tonight. <laughs> All right, I'm out done. of control. When... Fuck, I, you, you threw me off. We hear about the meat and mead and welcoming, you know, the, the guest yeah. rights. But it's super prominent in every Frey-focused chapter. Yeah, yeah. When Rob first met yeah, the Frey, that was one of the first times we got it. We get it heavily here mm-hmm. with, I I did it right. I offered me and me just like you're supposed to. Yep. And like, But that was before the game. And we learned that, yeah, the Walders had come with a game that they played at the, the, twin. fr- the Twins. And the game was played with a log, a staff, and a body of water making do with a murky pool in the God's Wood. Uh, both of the boys were called Walder Frey. Big Walder said that there were bunches of Walders at the Twins, and to that, Rickon told him pretty snottily, we have our own names at Winterfell. 
Yeah, I thought that was the greatest line of the chapter. Rickon like, is always a fucking um, gem. You guys have to share names? We get our own here in Winterfell. What's up with that? <laughs> the game was played by laying the log in the water. One player stood in the middle. He was Lord of the Crossing. When another player came up, the Lord had to say, Who goes there? And the other player had to make up a speech about who they were and why they should be allowed to cross. The Lord could ask questions and make them swear oaths. They didn't have to tell the truth. Unless they said mayhaps. No, that's not correct. They did. They had to tell the truth unless they said mayhaps. So that the Lord wouldn't notice and they could try to knock the Lord into the water and become Lord of the Crossing. Yeah. But only if you said mayhaps or you were out of the game. The Lord could knock anyone in at any time. And it mostly, in truth, came down to shouting, hitting, and yelling. And Little Walder ended up Lord more often than not. So... This game, yeah, this game is incredibly telling. Is incredibly telling about where these boys grew up. Yes, that you can. It's okay to lie, as long as you fucking cross your fingers behind your back. Yeah. As long as you slip in the mayhaps. And so, if you go back, we I had intended to do it, never did. Um, go back and look at that first chapter where we sit with Walder Frey. Yeah, I don't know that he says mayhaps this time. I don't think he does. Um, but I do believe it's said. I don't think at this point he's looking to betray Robin. Right, you know? exactly. There's no slight yet. He he still is getting a Granted, daughter. Maybe he's... he did say it, but again, I can't remember, and so I'll have to look and double check I on think that he says point, it, but... but I think he says, like... But it's not in a... In a contextually yeah, yeah. correct way, not in a slipping something else in. And, However, and, and that makes sense at this if point. That's the, but, I mean, know. if that's the rule, yeah, yeah, but... At this point, like, yeah, he's got no reason to because he's got a daughter who's going to be made queen in the north now. Right. Once Rod, so like, there's no reason for him to. Yeah, at the moment, not he's to very say that happy. he's sitting there like, yeah, Rob Stark's the best, but I don't think he's actively plotting right but now. But yeah, like you said, it really just goes to show that they're taught do what's best for you, and it's okay to lie as long as you're not caught. Yeah, as long as no one notices, it's good to lie. And so, Little Walder was called Little Walder, even though he was tall and stout. Red-faced and a big belly. Big Walder was sharp-faced and skinny and half a foot shorter. Big Walder was a month older, so he was bigger at first. They are cousins, not brothers, with Little Walder ahead in the succession. Yeah, but, we get a lot of succession right here. Yeah. Where they just go off, and I really didn't... I only wrote down that we've got Black Walder, Red Walder, Bastard Walder, who is called Walder Rivers. That's pretty much the gist of it. There's a lot of these motherfuckers called Walders. But then we also get them arguing about succession and who, which of the phrase, and everybody is aware of which phrase, who next up in line, mm-hmm. because there's so many fucking phrase. And I just think that that's the next thing to show how telling they are, that... They really are savage and just everyone's in I just picture this like pile of rats that are all scrabbling trying yeah. to get to the top and it just keep they just keep falling down on each right. other. It's just disgusting. Um they also mentioned that that as they're going through the list, there's somebody they say a name and I can't recall who, but they say, Oh, he's he's like last in line for the succession, so he doesn't matter. And that's like that's the value in their family. Right. Is your line in well, succession. Well and they also said is... that Walder Rivers was but he's a bastard, so he doesn't Yeah, he's count. got no claim. He's he so yeah, if you're not in the succession and actively trying then to who climb your way you up, are. who gives a fuck? But we also learned that Roderick had placed the Walders in John's old bedchamber and Bran hated it. 
feeling like the phrase were trying to steal John's place. Yeah, almost making it feel like he would never be returned. Which, like, you know, Arya and John get a lot of the a lot of the shit, but like Bran's Bran's a homie too. Like Bran, yeah. like is holding it down at Winterfell. Like, mm-hmm. nah, you're not going in John's room, motherfucker. I mean, he they do, the, but yeah, he doesn't have a choice. And but... so yeah, Bran had watched as the Walders played with the Cook's boy and Joseph's girl. Deciding that Bran should be the judge and be the one to decide if people said mayhaps, but they forgot him as soon as play began. Shouts soon drew other children, and soon a large group of kids was playing, and Bran thought, if I had my legs, I'd knock them all into the water. No one would be lord but me. And then... Who shows up but Rickon and Little Rickon and, and Shaggy Dog. Dog. Just traipsing in like, I hear people playing. Yeah. What the fuck's going on in here? So he tells Shaggy Dog to stay with Bran while he goes and tries to play, which he did, until Little Walder hit Rickon in the belly with a stick. And before Bran could blink, the black wolf flew over the plank, and suddenly there was blood in the water. Rickon laughed in the mud. Hodor <laughs> shouted Hodor and ran off. And oddly, after that, Rickon decided that he liked the Walders. Yeah. Playing other games, not Lord of the Crossing. They raided the kitchens together. They trained under Sir Roderick together. And Rickon even brought them down and showed them the crypts. Which, before we get into that, um, I really like the... Walder hits him in the stomach mm-hmm. with the stick. You kind of assume that he's just an angry... Pi- you just hit me, you little mother... And, like, that was the shaggy dog was just rushing out to get him the fuck off. Like, yeah. you don't do that. Yeah, you don't yeah, do yeah. that. But then, yeah, because... I don't know if it's... I just picture him, like, on his ass, just kicking his little legs up, laughing at shaggy dog. Just, I like, just... It's just throwing one... Him like, in the I, water. I see these two kids on this log, and then just one is just woof, gone. Like, oh, yeah. with this wolf just taking it into the water. And then, yeah, Rickon just falling back to the shore, just kicking his legs and hooting. <laughs> but... Yeah, Rickon had taken them into the crypts, and Bran had screamed at him for that, that he had no right. That was our place, a stark place. And uh, that's an interesting one, considering yeah. that we get John, who dreams about it so frequently and thinks about that Rickon, I don't who was down there hiding, Rickon, because, who... which they saw before the letter arrived. Yeah. Like they both had the same dream. We, I don't think we even mentioned that, that in that last chapter of Brands, we learned that both Bran and Rickon had dreamed of their had father's their crypt. Father's dead. And yeah, like, their crypt being. So dead. for him to be, I think, and you know, we can't blame Rickon. He's just four year old kid, you know, probably like, oh, this is where I dreamed that my dad died. Like, yeah, look, oh, what look was... they're carving his yeah, thing exactly. now. Exactly, oh, not like... realizing it's a, but yeah, Bran really took it to, which is understandable because of the. Well, I mean, Bran is, yeah, he's on a hairpin of like keeping his emotions in check at all times. He's terrified for his mother and brother now. He just lost his father, but still isn't really just lost processing his legs. it too. Like, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of shit in this. So the door life. opens and Lewin comes in with Osha and Hayhead, and Lewin has a sleeping draught with him. And so Osha... oh, if it's not the tattletale and Lewin himself. And so Osha scoops him up very easily. She's a very strong woman. She didn't even give him the choice to go in. No, yeah, like, she just goes and picks. I love this. Yeah. She just does what she's, she needs to do. She's like 
apparent, you know, at a certain point, you stop indulging the kid. Yes. You stop indulging the behavior and a lot. Like, yes, Bran is going through a lot right now. You're he Prince, needs to yes. sleep. And, this is what and, Cersei needed like, to do to Joffrey. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I get that you're the prince and you can do a lot of stuff. You get away with a lot. No, you don't get It's it. fucking 9 o'clock. You're, it's bedtime, it's bedtime. Mister. Get the like, fucking to bed. Let's go. And it's not even that anymore. It's I'm taking you to bed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're drugging you. So, <laughs> so, yeah, she picks him up, brings him to bed, and... Lewin tells him that this will give you dreamless sleep, Bran, and he says it will, and so he drinks it quite eagerly, and Lewin and Hayhead leave, but and Osha also, lingers. She, yeah, she asks him if it's the wolf's dreams again, and he tells her it is. She says, I don't know if you have the quote there, but she tells him, you should not fight so hard, boy. I see you talking to the heart tree. Might be back. And once again, she calls him boy. Yeah. And for me, I don't know. There's just something about these these elderly women in the the, the that keep calling him boy. And she's not even an elderly woman, but like old man. I mean, I and... think it's just at this point, like it's not the titles don't fucking matter. And that's what it is you, when you're I... dealing with what is happening. Like in truth, Osha has come running down from the north in flight of the White Walkers. It like. Not in flight of Mance Raider and his army. Not, not the, in flight the of Night's fucking Watch, the Night's Watch. It's... In flight of White Walkers. She has seen some shit. And then old Nan is fucking a oh, millennia old. So, yeah, like, right. she's, she's seen, seen the creation ever. of the universe. And so, yeah, the fact that neither of them are giving them him. Not giving him because it's not something Brand demands. He doesn't call her on it. He doesn't right, no. demand she calls him Prince. He's weirded out by it. So... It's this comfort. It's you are still a you're a boy. And you're I'm a treating child. You as and such. I'm treating you as a child. I'm scooping you up and, and not in a you, bad way. Like not, it's not no, like she's demeaning like, him and get over here, you little fucking boy, like and scooping him up angrily. She gently picks him up. Very gently picks him up, even though she's so strong. And just yeah, this is you are a child, I am an adult. You need to rest now and grieve. There's a lot of shit going on. You're very young to be experiencing the kind of complicated emotions that you are and so like there's a certain point where you just a wooing at us is clearly a sign that like it's bedtime yeah it's <laughs> bedtime you need to you need to chill for the and evening. so as he starts he starts quickly fading yeah questioning her gods he's out fucking yep. done but as a dreamless sleep but as darkness overtakes him, he finds himself in the God's Wood. Not having dreams. Moving silently under gray-green sentinels and gnarled oaks old as time. I am walking, he thought. old as time. Part of him knew it was a dream, but it was so much better than his bedchamber. It was dark, but the comet lit his way. He was moving on four legs, strong legs, feeling the ground underneath thick paws and it was a good feeling so i really like that that he's you know he's obviously handicapped he's paralyzed yeah, he can't walk he's feeling and he's like good like strong dirt on, legs, dirt on my dirt fucking, in my mm-hmm. feet like i'm oh yeah and the smells filled his head intoxicating him and in he the... thinks of the smell and taste of blood after he thinks about some squirrels makes him sl- slaver and he could smell his brother a familiar scent his scent as black as his coat, loping around the walls, for, full of fury. Round and round he went, always searching for prey, for a way out, for his mother, for his littermates, searching and never finding. So, can I just point out that, because it almost seems strange that it would be still looking for its mother, but then you think of Rickon. Rickon. 
And it's and like, that's all like fuck. that's all Rickon does is he just comes and goes throughout Walks the castle. Around, He's just pacing wandering, around looking, looking for, for somebody some to food. Mm-hmm. The kitchens is where he's raving. His like, brothers, his just, sisters, yeah, his, his father, his so, mother. Yeah. It's fucking tragically sad and full of fury, too. And he knows that's what Shaggy is doing, is trying to find a way out, and he's howling and raging at it. And that's what he tried the first night as well, that they were trapped in here. But the walls were too high. The man-made rock was too high for any wolf to leap. The ways out in between them were blocked by iron bars. It was no good. Snarls would open no path, circling the walls would not push them back, and lifting a leg on every tree would not keep the men away. The world had closed around them, but beyond the man rock, caves stood. Winter fell, he remembered. Beyond its sky-tall man cliffs, the true world was calling, and he knew he must answer or die. Or die. Dad. Done. So... This is the part that I really wanted to talk about. Is this Summer or is this Bran having to answer the call of the world beyond or die? So, because I think that the the more he's in Summer, the more he becomes Summer in essence. Yeah, I mean, he gets told that flat out. Obviously, we're sitting there seeing him. He's moving on four good legs. He's doing this. And so I think it's kind of a melding of both of them at the same time. Like, that's the realization they're both coming to. We need to get out here, out of this place I and serve our purpose. I need to get out of this place. You're very, you're very sing-songy I know. tonight, and that's uh, it's good for me. It's good for cold opens. <laughs> Fuck. But, yeah, no, I definitely think it's both of them kind of coming to that conclusion at the same time, just this, we need to get out of here. This is not the right place for us. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting that the chapter starts with him talking about how his room is a cell, his bedchamber is a cell. And yeah. And they are thinking now of the fucking Godswood as a cell and trying to find a way out. And, and the so, freedom. Yeah, of... I guess, yeah, at the same time, kind of their spirit are achieving this same conclusion Unity, yeah. of like we need to get the fuck out nah Do so uh yeah the chapter concluded that was Brand's first one one of the more absolutely more magical driven and, and yeah, yeah, future sight green sight what the fuck is going on elements to it but with that in mind you got an inductee oh I, I didn't give too 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 much thought about it and so I think I'm throwing it out there. I'm going to give it to Rickon. Rickon. Ricky, Ricky, Rickon. Yeah, Rickon is such a good one. Like, I'm more than any other reread ever, like, thoroughly enjoying this little <laughs> character running around fucking, I mean, doing creepy shit in the crypts and all, but, like, he's just out having a good time looking for his family. Like, he just wants people, and so hopefully he's doing all right out in Skagos. We have our own names at Winterfell. We have our... You guys don't have that? Like, you have to share? You have to share names? That sucks, dude. Rickon. So, Rickon. Yeah, uh, mine I'm going to give to Osha. Oh, shit, Osha. Oh, shit, Osha. Because she, she does. She immediately takes on that stern motherly role and just, nah, I'm not, I'm not playing your bullshit. You are the child. So I'm going to call you boy to remind you that you are a boy. You're not the prince here. You are a prince in title, but titles mean nothing when the dead are fucking coming after you. So, yeah, Osha just, God, she kills it every chapter. Oh, shit, Osha. Oh, shit, Osha. Yeah. We did get an inductee from our friend Julian in France. Our favorite little French fry. My favorite (laughs) French fry. And so he says, hey, 
Funny one would be uh, Little Walder, Fern Ducty, who actually is the bigger one, and who managed to keep the Lord of the Crossing title for a very long time. And getting serious, though, his serious one would be Summer. Because dire wolves are smart and very conscious creatures, the link between each wolf and his paired sibling is strong and strongly underlined in the writing. For example, when Summer is howling, there is something to catch, comprehend, apprehend, induce. I like that. <laughs> Plus, big up to my at Carstark92. He asked if that's how you write it, and I fixed it, because he doesn't use Twitter. Sorry, no problem. You get in touch with us other ways. Um, for having one of these big old direwolves at home, long story short, I had three as a kid that used to pull me on my sledge in the snow. Good times. Winter isn't coming that much anymore. Love these huskies. Take care of my lord, Beric Dogdarian. Valhalla! Dog Harris, Julian, as always, magically written. Beric loved your inductee. He keeps me on my toes. He's a little shithead. He's a little stinker, but I adore him and his goofy, goofy, goofy little fluffy butt. But he's an asshole. He's an asshole. He's a huge <laughs> asshole, but he's the best thing that ever happened. So, yeah, I love his fluffy butterness, and you had three to pull you in a sled, which sounds Pretty fucking dope, if I'm Pretty being honest, because he drags me around without a sled, so <laughs> that, I get it. But yeah, uh, thank you for writing in, Julian, and uh, I can't do the Vahowl dog, well, har- dog Harrius like Nate can. So. Dog Harrius. I love it. And uh, yeah, so next week, next week, god fucking damn it, we are not an episodic <clears> television <throat> series. <clears throat> Next, Next episode, we're going to be reading Aria 2, which will be Aria's second chapter. In our first, second point of view chapter from any character. And Aria's and just going to be continuing north. I also want to point out that it is before we receive a few characters' first point of view chapter yeah, in no the book. Shiz, so Because there's a good amount of new characters that we are yet to see. Um, well, they've had, not yet had a point of view chapter, but my English is good today. I just detest everything <laughs> that you are. But anyway, write into us, let us know, and we will catch you on the next episode. Bella to Harris! Peace!